Today on the Cineos Health Podcast, we'll be talking about how medical affairs and commercialization go together. I'm Jeff Stewart from Cineos Health Consulting. I'll be rejoined by Suma Ramadas, who now is Head of Global Medical Affairs Consulting here at Cineos Health. She'll be joined, and I'll be joined, by Andy Hurley, Global Head of Commercial Integration here at Cineos. Suma and Andy are both experts on integrating commercial and medical affairs. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Commercial Plus Medical Affairs next on the Cineo South Podcast. Andy Hurley, welcome to the podcast. Suma Ramadas, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having us, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. So, Andy, we've heard from Suma on two, three, four previous episodes. So I think that we're familiar with Suma and her role in uh, medical affairs consulting. Can you tell us something about you? You're new to the podcast, and so hearing more about what you do, I think, puts into context how we're going to be talking about commercialization plus medical affairs. Sure. So my role in the organization is to lead a group called Commercial Integration. And essentially what the team does is provide commercial oversight to launch planning for small to mid-sized companies. In doing so, we look at it all the way from the initial launch plan and the strategy therein, and then we're responsible for ensuring through all of the business lines within Cineo Health that the execution is flawless and that we're meeting the client needs all throughout. So you have insight into launching a lot of products, is what I gather as I've worked with you over the last few years. Yeah, I've been in a really fortunate position throughout my career to be with companies that have had uh, good success in getting products approved and placed into the marketplace. So I've really gotten the experience of being able to not only in the early days be a part of launches, whether that be in a sales operations or marketing capacity, but also before even joining Cineos Health and the capacity I'm in, I was able to lead over five launches all throughout different disease states and different marketplaces. So I feel very comfortable in that format. I think we're really positioned very nicely within Cineos Health and the reason I'm here to offer to the marketplace an end-to-end solution that no other vendor out in the marketplace service provider can provide to small to mid-sized clients. So if we're talking about medical affairs and commercialization, this feels to me like talking about oil and water together. These are things that normally you try to keep very far apart from each other for regulatory reasons. Why are we talking about medical affairs and commercialization in the same breath? Yeah, it's a really good question. I look at it from the perspective of what medical and commercial can be is the fact that you're ultimately in any company looking to differentiate your product. The ability to do so and and how well you do so will dictate the success of a company. You want to be able to have a clinical development program that really is patient-centric, thinking about outcomes, thinking about physicians, patients, and payers. The ability for the medical group to provide that early insight with a clinical development house for that patient's interest to come through. That also bridges the gap to commercial to be the execution arm of that overall brand strategy. And because of the fact that whatever you're looking to be able to communicate to all of the different key stakeholders, medical in the early stages, what do we have as far as the clinical evidence? And what are some of the things that need to happen, need to come together in order to finish that story so that there is true differentiation in the marketplace? So I look at commercial and medical, not as medical just being a support function of commercial, but really medical is the 
catalyst by which that commercial strategy comes together and you're aligned to that very story that needs to be communicated when it's all said and done. I look at it as the landscape of looking at medical affairs as a support function is really a thing of the past. Medical is a connector between your clinical development strategy and really what you need to have as primary and secondary endpoints. Medical can really inform that particular development program with a level of patient centricity that really needs to happen in order for that development program to be everything it needs to be. But then they're also the catalyst for that commercial strategy because if your product is not clinically differentiated in the marketplace, then ultimately it's going to be a very tough road in order to go and yield return and revenues over the course of its lifetime. Medical, in being brought into that overall development of that strategy early on, can ascertain what do we have in terms of clinical differentiation right out of the gate. What's the clinical story that you have at the onset? And then if there are gaps in terms of the evidence that's needed to separate your product in the marketplace, medical is able to link a strategy together that will ultimately inform what that commercial strategy is going to be and how you're bringing that product forward. So it really becomes, in the truest sense of the word, a partnership in being able to bring a full value story all the way through to your end key stakeholders, your customers at the end of the day, starting with how medical really builds that overall medical narrative or clinical story, if you will, in the very early goings of that strategy. Suma, has that also been your experience that that is now becoming an integrated experience as opposed to one where they don't fit well together? Yeah, I think it's a good point and one that Andy and I have spoken at length about is that three to five years ago, I would say what you alluded to, Jeff, probably true. The interface between medical affairs and commercial wasn't great and medical affairs was seen more as a support function like Andy mentioned. That's completely changed now. I think people recognize that for medical affairs to bring that value that we talked about in our earlier podcast, especially as we think about what next generation medical affairs organizations look like, is really getting involved early, being that value-based strategist to help lay the groundwork to ensure that commercial is going to be successful downstream. So what that means is having the right context, setting the right context within the landscape to ensure that you're positioning your science appropriately, making sure that you work with your commercial counterparts to understand what's going to resonate in the marketplace as they understand it across stakeholders, and then working with clinical to see what's actually feasible to get into from an endpoint perspective early on, or maybe midpoint or later on as you think of RWE in the real-world evidence. It is a partnership, and something that I think has changed drastically, but for the better, because otherwise there's no way that I think organizations can be successful in the dynamic environment that we're faced with today. We think about medical affairs as being strategic. Okay. What does that mean? What do we bring medical affairs in to do that changes how a field force or commercialization more largely thought, marketing, commercials? What are we doing that's different because medical affairs is involved? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Medical affairs in the past was viewed as a support function. Mainly they were focused on really that engagement with KOLs, a very tactical type of setup where they were looking to talk about areas of the clinical program that the sales folks weren't able to go and discuss. You know, that firewall that exists between medical and commercial still there, 
of course, but that's really where a lot of the focus was, was on really more of the yield deployment aspect, the tactical conversations that were happening. Now we're viewing medical in a very different light. And you mentioned it, it's really from a strategic perspective. The strategy that they are really helping to bridge in terms of what they're providing is allowing for that clinical differentiation to really happen. What is that medical story that needs to be communicated? And when it's a medical story, that doesn't mean that the commercial team isn't able to communicate it. In fact, that is the story that the commercial team is looking to communicate. But they're doing so because the medical team is seeing what we have in terms of the overall label of the asset, what is the clinical support programs, and how do you position the overall benefit to the marketplace from that clinical data. But just as importantly, there's always going to be something that the customers are looking for that may not be well articulated in the clinical program. So what needs to happen is the clinical group will work with the medical group, the medical affairs group, and figure out how do we hold together that evidence that's going to support that overall story that will be communicated to customers. Without that story, ironclad, truly differentiated across the competition, then success won't be had. So the strategy comes to a point where not only figuring out the what, meaning where are the gaps, but how do you want to communicate it? Is it in a publication plan? Is it going to be a phase four study? You're trying to figure out what's the vehicle and then what's the communication point. And that all comes down to strategy in how that gets done. And I would just add one point to that. One thing that Andy said that really resonates with both, I think, the commercial side and the medical affairs side is how you tell that story and more importantly, when you tell that story. So as Andy said, you have to determine what that story is to help differentiate and ensure that you're citing the right context for your asset. But part of that as well is understanding what gaps you have in that story and what evidence you need to generate to close those gaps. We've seen several examples, and Andy, I know, has many examples of this too, where some organizations had to delay their launch because they don't have the right evidence because they didn't partner with the right groups within the organization to help identify those gaps early enough to give them time to be able to close it through evidence generation. Suma's 100% right. Now, I've been on the receiving end where you do market research and you think you have your overall messaging and your positioning for your brand exactly where it needs to be. And then you find through research, either done through the medical affairs group or the commercial group, and you find a hole, an area of need in the marketplace defined by your customers that is not being well represented by your current clinical story. Then what do you do? You don't want to rush yourself into the marketplace and now be disadvantaged when you first enter. That's the worst thing that can happen. So you oftentimes in that situation, because you haven't done the timeliness of really finding out what your story needs to be early in the process, now you're on a pause. Now you've actually set an expectation in the marketplace that you have to take back and never good for a company. So that's the whole thing that both Zoom and I have mentioned here is it is truly a partnership. It's trying to figure out what outcomes you're looking for to communicate. And that's really where it is. It's a shift between just product messaging and true outcomes that are going to make a difference to your end customer. Really tactically, where do we see the medical affairs team coming in as a interface with commercial? Is it ride-alongs at one extreme or is it very much back office? We've helped. Here's some ideas. 
and we're not really all that integrated. Where is the level of integration where it is now, and is that where it should be? I think probably Andy and I both have different perspectives, one from the medical side and one from the commercial side, and also just our own discussions about this. But from my perspective, different organizations are in different places. The ones that are truly what we call on their journey and transforming to next-gen medical affairs, see it as a true partnership from the very early stages of any development life cycle. Some others are still working through that and may need to continue to see how best to run that partnership to get the best of both worlds. I'm sure, Andy, you have some thoughts on this as well. Yeah, I appreciate what you just said, Soma, because as we talked about the medical affairs function being seen as a support function in the past, there's many executive leaders that still see it that way. And what Cineos Health has done a good job through Zoom and our team is communicating that next generation platform of the value of a partnership and getting medical tied in earlier and really how your overall commercial program is going to be a beneficiary of that partnership if done early. Much like companies don't really fully appreciate the contract commercial organization model until we get in and explain it and see the flexibility and see the expertise of Cineos that we can bring to the table, it's much the same way where some have a bit of an outdated mentality of where medical can really fit into their overall launch planning. And they see medical more downstream, more in that field type of deployment with medical science liaisons and the like. So I'm encouraged because I'm starting to see not only that story that's being communicated about that next generation medical value story really starting to resonate, but we're also having executive leaders that are asking for it. And they want that as the real start of our partnership is starting with medical and establishing that foundation that will be pulled through and partnered with commercial as other pieces of that launch planning comes into shape. So it's been a really nice process that I've seen for the time that I've been here at Cineos where that value proposition is really starting to take hold and resonate in the marketplace. I understand now how tactically we could use the medical affairs team to a certain extent, and I understand a little bit about what to use strategically. Where is medical affairs and commercial not good together? Sometimes we can understand how things work best if we understand this is not where you want these to be interacting. And I know that that can be regulatory, but also just functionally. Is there a place that's truly a no-fly zone because it just doesn't work? I think where I would answer that question best is when we get into a launch situation, the product is approved and we're in the marketplace and we're trying to leverage both a medical science liaison team as well as a sales representative team, we don't want to blur the line. That goes before launch and that goes after the product is approved. We have to make sure that there is a firewall in how messages are being communicated to our customers. We can't have medical science liaisons and sales reps going into calls on the same customer together. That is still the case. That's still not going to be anything that there's leniency in the way that that's looked at through FDA and the overall makeup of how the functions are defined. So that is still the case that we have to go and make sure that we're looking at it from different lenses on the communication aspect from a field deployment perspective. But that's the only piece that I can see where medical and commercial really don't join in a true partnership. So I don't know if you have anything else. I don't look at it that way, Jeff, to be quite honest. 
The only thing I can think about is maybe those more traditional companies where they don't see it as a partnership, but I feel like in general, we've moved past that. And those organizations are pretty self-aware, recognizing that they need to form that partnership and have taken big strides in doing so. I'll go ahead and put a stab out there. If there's more data or new data or potentially new data, then medical affairs becomes more important, sometimes the most important aspect of helping to commercialize or run a clinical trial. But when there aren't, then less so. Am I at least in the ballpark on that? Yeah, that was the other point I was going to mention. We do see customers that we're supporting at present day where they're in a commodity marketplace. There's not really a lot of differentiation of their brands against other competitive products. And they don't put the same kind of value on the medical function of being able to support the overall commercial strategy. I look at that as you have to at least explore where the gaps are through medical in order to come to that conclusion. If you do that level of work and you come away with either it's going to be far too expensive, not worth the programming in order to close those gaps, or they're impossible to close based on whatever the landscape they're in, then I can see you're not going to put a huge level of investment into your overarching medical strategy. But you can't just dismiss it because there's a belief that that's the case. And oftentimes companies do. They don't do the level of due diligence to figure that out. At least do an evidence generation and see where the gaps are in order to come to that conclusion that the level of investment in medical isn't worth it. So that's the only area where I can think where there's not the same kind of partnership of commercial and medical going into a particular launch. It's been mainly seen through those commodity markets where there's not a lot of differentiation. Final question. If we're thinking about the companies that we've seen that have the best, most effective integration of medical and commercial, just picture that in mind. What do those companies look like? What is that integration where it works better than anything you've ever seen in the field? What does that partnership look like? Uh, Jeff, that's a great question. I think from a medical affairs perspective, we truly, and I know we've touched on this several times, but it's a partnership and we're brought in early and we're brought in in the right way at the right time. I think we've seen organizations where it works quite beautifully because everybody is focused on what needs to get done and they know exactly how and when to get the type of integrated input that they need to help shepherd the process of either creating that narrative or that medical story that we talked about or ensuring that it's being executed properly in all the different functions. So it's really about early engagement and integrated engagement is where I see the major areas when it works well. Yeah, I completely agree, Soma. And Jeff, I look at your question in a way that there are companies out there that are getting the understanding that medical is a part of strategy development. You're going to have a brand strategy that's going to come together, that's going to involve, as I mentioned before, how do you build the best clinical differentiation for your asset that you possibly can? The understanding that medical is a key component of defining that well is really what separates good companies from companies that only see medical as a support function that largely comes out in the field deployment aspect of their role. The other thing that I would add is there is, for those companies that understand that you can't minimize the resourcing that needs to happen on medical as well. Sometimes companies miss the mark because they hire a head of medical affairs that's going to be focused 
on the field aspect of the MSL deployment. And then they try to involve them into all of the aspects of the medical narrative development, the medical strategy. And sometimes they're just spread too thin or don't have that level of expertise of publication planning, evidence generation, all of the skill sets that are needed. So oftentimes we have to make sure that you're really defining all of the outcomes you're looking to gain and then what's the right level of expertise that needs to mirror those particular functions and tasks and outcomes that we're looking for with the right individual. That's something that companies that do it right think a lot about and really think about all stages that need to have medical a part of it, as Suma mentioned very early on, and through the middle stages of launch planning, and then ultimately when the product is approved and you're out doing field deployment, you have to think about all of the different aspects of what needs to get done and what the right experience and individual needs to be aligned to each of those functions and tasks. Well, Andy Hurley, Suma Ramadas, thanks for joining me on the Cineo South Podcast. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Suma. That's all for today's episode of the Cineos Health Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stewart from Cineos Health Consulting. If you want to talk through a hard decision you're making at your life sciences company, you may email me at podcast at If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For access to more future-focused, actionable life sciences insights, visit the Cineos Health Insights Hub at insightshub.health. Cineos Health, shortening the distance from lab to life.